Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO coach, Jillian Musig. And welcome to CEO Coach. And this Monday morning, I'm coming in from Seattle, Washington. And I actually have a guest from Seattle, Washington as well. Welcome, Jonathan. Good morning, Jillian. Glad to have you with us. Today we're going to talk about, and we're going to talk with, a CEO of a very young startup. Um, This fellow owns a search marketing company that is local in my neighborhood. I live in West Seattle, Washington, and I walk over to the ferry dock and tool on over to get to my office every day. I'll tell you, it's a heck of a way to commute. So on the way, I pass a place called Cool Blue Logo. And for some time, I've kind of watched in the windows, but I tend to pass by early, and they tend to be closed when I'm, you know, walking by. Recently, I stopped by, and I chatted with the founder, and I brought him on board for a couple of reasons. We chatted for just a few moments, but I wanted Jonathan to share with folks who are listening in today some of the um, experience of very early startup about, you know, conceptual to just starting out, to figuring out when you get to uh, an independent office, all of those kinds of things from micro startup to what we would call a serious business size. So welcome again, Jonathan. And I guess we should start with things like funding. Are you self-funded or did you choose to get funding or are you even thinking about funding for the future? Yeah, so uh, being a search marketing company, we're kind of a talent-based company rather than a product or manufacturing-based company. And so we made the decision early on to be entirely self-funded because um, otherwise we're just getting funding 
for our salaries, and that's kind of putting us in the hole for a non-income generating, not even really an asset, right? So, so we decided to be self-funded, and that forced ourselves to, uh, you know, basically be profitable from the beginning. Makes good sense. Um, a consultancy, I would generally counsel funding is not a real serious option uh, in almost all cases. If you expand, you expand with people, not product. Um, and if you're looking for funding, it's, of course, IP, product, things like that that folks um, are investing in. So having decided on that, would you call it a lifestyle business? I mean, you've made a decision you weren't going to work for somebody else. How large do you see Cool Blue becoming well, so I definitely see Cool Blue Logo becoming uh, somewhere between a 10 to 20 person firm. Um, I don't really see it growing much larger than that. We don't have a, a grand vision that's going to change the world by any means, but we definitely have a vision that will impact our customers and the people that we can meet and have relationships with locally. Makes good sense. So you have a vision of where it's going, and by lifestyle business, what I mean is you intend to kind of carry it through over the years. It's not something you're going to build and sell and then move on to the next thing necessarily. It might happen, but it's not something you're thinking of today. A- a- absolutely not, yeah. Uh, so again, a, a talent-based business or a consulting business is a difficult business to sell because it, it's not necessarily a system, but it's a collection of, of a skill set that you've built with a team and then the relationships that that team has created in whatever marketplace they're in. So it becomes really difficult to kind of sell a business like that, and that's not really our desire either. Excellent. You're absolutely right. There's one shining star in the middle. When the sunshine goes away, that that talented owner or couple of owners and so on, yep, you're absolutely right. You shut it down. So that segues into the next thing. Tell me a little about your customers. Well, so we, you know, so we started out, I guess, about 13 or 14 months ago, uh, literally working out of my basement. Um, I was working for another company, kind of realized the power of search engine marketing, pay-per-click marketing for small businesses, uh, particularly when we started out, it was uh, dentists, chiropractors, and auto repair shops. Um, those are, are three- Dentists, chiropractors, and auto repair shops. Auto repair now, shops. an auto repair shop one could sell, but interestingly enough, dentists and chiropractors are similar to your form of business. It's, again, a single talented individual or someone with you know a lot of assets and so on, and again, that's the same kind of consultancy. So interesting that your clients would have that similarity with you. Okay. Yeah, so. Um, so, yeah, so we started out really going out knocking on doors, uh, beating the pavement and see what, see what we could drum up. And, and very quickly we realized that uh, the market was huge. Um, people wanted our services. People needed help marketing their companies on the Internet. Um, and, uh-huh. and they were opening the doors and being nice to us when we knocked on theirs. So it, it, was, it was a great start. Wow. So you went to the retail sectors and the consultancy sectors of your local neighborhood, literally knocked on those doors because you couldn't reach them via the Internet, interestingly enough. The very fact that they weren't internet savvy was the way you were going to help them. Absolutely. Our, our primary customer is someone who is not uh, an internet expert, someone who, who knows they need the power of the internet, but that's not their core competency. Their, their core competency is pulling teeth or you know uh, doing adjustments on spines or fixing cars and not the internet. And they were looking for someone who they could partner with who actually had a face that they could shake their hand and actually talk to. Okay, so that's not super scalable. How do you manage that as the company grows? So as the company grows, we manage that. that that's part of the reason why we want to stay a smaller firm is because you can't scale that. 
mm-hmm. that's the, the challenge is, is is it's a relationship built business. It's not scalable. It's not it's not a system that we can just duplicate and replicate out. We have to have the ability to handle each and every customer on a one on one basis. That makes good sense. Um, talk to me a little bit about positioning this underserved market. Um, what other kinds of proprietors are in that market? So uh, I like to call it the necessary evil market. So our best customer is someone who their consumer doesn't really want to use. Um, so no one really wants to go to the dentist. No one really wants to go to the auto repair shop. No one really wants to go to the chiropractor. But they have to make that choice somehow. And so we define our best customers as looking out and finding industries that are like that, that are necessary evils in the world because there's a a short decision cycle for the consumer to make that decision. And that makes search engine marketing very, very valuable, especially pay-per-click marketing. Yeah. You you point out that you were uh, focused on pay-per-click. So how do you charge for this? Do you do kind of the traditional ad agency work in which you charge um, you know, cost plus uh, some percentage, or uh, tell me how this works for your customers and how they're comfortable paying for it. So early on, I noticed a trend in the industry is that a lot of companies charge a flat fee and they, they lock their, their customers down into a, a six-month or a, a one-year contract. Um, and, and I don't really think that really serves the customer very well. So we manage our customers' Google AdWords accounts or Bing accounts or, or whatever platform we're working with. We manage their account. We set their account up in their name. We use their credit card to buy the clicks. And then they pay us an hourly fee each month to manage the account for them. Okay. So you charge them. You, you actually tell them, I've worked you know, 16 hours on your account times whatever your hourly fee is. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that um, way it's transparent, especially in the, in the pay-per-click arena. They get to see how much they're paying per click, uh, whereas a lot of people or a lot of our competitors don't really pass that information on. And so no one really knows, are, are they getting the high-value clicks? Are they not getting the high-value clicks? Where are they getting the clicks from? Um, and there's kind of that gray area. And, and I don't really want to have relationships with our clients where there is that gray area. I applaud that completely. It's uh, time for our first break here at uh, CEO Coach. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the kinds of things that keep you up at night. This is Jillian Music with guest uh, Jonathan from Cool Blue Logo in Seattle, Washington. We'll be back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. On the road. On the boat, working out, or up in the air. Now you can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on the go from anywhere. Look for WebmasterRadio.fm on TuneIn. Available for download on your iPhone, iPad, BlackBerry, Android, Palm, Samsung, and Windows Phone. As well as Google TV, Yahoo TV, and Roku. Tune in to WebmasterRadio.fm on the go from anywhere by downloading TuneIn right now. WebmasterRadio.fm. We really are everywhere. Two, one, 
booster ignition, ascend into new heights of ranking and revenue with a search engine-friendly online shopping cart that's ready for liftoff. Introducing Ascender Cart. Ascender Cart optimizes your shopping cart with easy-to-use SEO tools that will help build keywords, titles, and tags for top search engine rankings. Get all of the advantages of having a shopping cart on your site and monitor your progress with regular reports in just a click. Prepare to launch your shopping cart to the top of the search engines with Ascender Cart. Learn more about what Ascender Cart can do for you at AscenderCart.com. A-S-C-E-N-D-E-R-C-A-R-T.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. So you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back. We're talking with Jonathan from Cool Blue Logo here in Seattle, Washington. Uh, starting out in his garage and moving to a um, an office just recently, uh, Jonathan's talking about some of the hard numbers and decisions we're making. So let's cut to the chase, Jonathan. The first thing I do want to ask is about money, and then we will get to things that keep you up at night. At what point did you decide it was that you were making enough money to move from your garage to an an office in which you would have to pay rent every month? You know, unfortunately, I didn't actually make that decision that way. It would have been nice if I did. I made that decision uh, because I was ready to hire employees. I thought we were ready to grow a little bit faster than we probably should have and needed an office to have employees. So that was how I made that decision to, to get to get an office. How many customers did you have when you decided it's time to hire an employee? I think we had about a dozen customers. Okay. And um, you said we. You have a single partner or several? So uh, my wife is my partner. Your wife's your partner. Okay. Which is way cool because very few folks can do that. Um, I think many people who are listening know that I work with my son. So again, an unusual situation. Um, But you can grow quite a large company with a spouse partner or a son partner. Absolutely. So... um, Tell us a little bit about you know the hard money stuff. What do you charge per hour? Because it's how you charge. Do you charge everybody the same money per hour? We do. We actually we we have a, a standard rate and we apply that rate to everything we do. It's one hundred and twenty five dollars an hour. Um, different projects may of course take longer time. Uh, so we have some customers where their AdWords account is you know anywhere from fifteen to twenty hours a month. And we have several customers who it really only takes about two hours a month to manage their AdWords accounts because they have pretty simple, really specific local accounts for us to manage for them. So even as little as a couple of hundred bucks a month, essentially, you're saying about you know two fifty a month or three hundred dollars a month, one can reach that barrier to entry to get service. And yeah. then you have customers who might bring you several thousand a month on Absolutely. a regular basis. That yeah. makes good sense. 
Um, at what point can you see that those numbers changing? As you hire more people, will you be charging the same price per hour for all of your folks? In other words, only folks who, if you will, can command that price. You're going to hire them, train them, and then put them out there. You know, I think at some point in time, we will have some level of tiered pricing as we bring on uh, more staff specifically to, an- to, to manage uh, pay-per-click or pay-per-action marketing, uh, we'll probably have different levels depending on the skill level, right? So, I mean, it, obviously, that we, if we bring someone on that's fresh, they may not be able to command a, a higher price per hour. Um, and then a, as time goes on, of course, our prices, my prices specifically, will go up, and, and so will our, some of our, our senior account managers. Makes good sense. How do you divvy up the workflow? Um, you, I know, are an SEO, and you will do PPC as well as SEO work, uh, the organic work as well. Um, what does your wife do? Does she manage the business, or is she also a technologist? So uh, she mainly manages the business, so she takes care of most of our accounting work. Um, and she also has, has found a real love for managing uh, local search campaigns, so really specialized in helping small businesses increase the number of citations they have on the web, and helping find ways for them to incentivize their customers to leave positive reviews about them. Excellent. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about that in incentivization and so on. I think we should come back to that if we've got time before the end of the show. But I did want to talk to you as a CEO again. What keeps you up at night? You know, you asked that question earlier. What really keeps me up at night is not being able to do what I told a customer that I could do. Uh, I'm not so wor- much worried about the growth of the business or how fast we're growing or any of that, but when I make a promise or say that I'm going to do something to a customer, and for whatever reason, whether it's we have a, a development issue or there's just you know a market issue that we run into and we're not able to achieve the goals that we said we were, I, you know, I wake up and I have a hard time sleeping when we run into those issues. I can imagine, right. So um, I, I see you, you put a little note in here. It's called dropping the ball. Absolutely. Those are the sorts of things that kept me up at night as well. Um, and I suppose that we all manage those things. And owning it when we falter is a critical part of business. And I think that kind of brings us to our next you know, section here. You and I met... Um, not uh, too long ago, and we talked a little bit about things like uh, Quest and, uh, you know, the Dex uh, sites and so on. You have customers who have used other folks who have made just highfalutin promises, charge the monthly fees, as you pointed out, and often don't meet the goals. How do you manage the customer expectations or even um, kind of the bad expectations that are set out there in the marketplace? You know, SEO, that's all about slate of hand. It's a rotten field. Nobody does anything. You know, those kinds of things. Um, I think you had a quote from somebody over at Dex that was, you know, pretty grim and uh, just kind of acknowledged, oh, yeah, at Dex it's just kind of a black hole. Um, And they didn't have this obligation, this personal obligation to meet the goals that they'd set out and sold. How do you manage those customer expectations? What is it you say to your customers so that you can get them, if you will, on your side and understanding that something can be achieved? I, I think that uh, in the very beginning, we made a decision not to have contracts. So uh, our customers can fire us at any point in time. So if they're done with us, if we don't do what we say we're going to do, we're fired. 
And, and uh, one of the reasons I got into this business is because I love seeing the, the results. I love seeing helping other people make money, helping other people achieve their business goals. And if somebody is, is unable to do that with our services, we, they need to fire us. And, and I think that really puts us in a position to be on their side rather than just trying to get more customers. Because if we don't serve them well, we're gone. Makes good sense. And is that um, the selling proposition? Is that what you walk in the door with and when you talk to your customers? Absolutely it is. We, uh, we walk in and, you know, it's not probably the only selling proposition, but it's definitely one of them that, you know, we, we provide results or we don't work for you anymore. I, I want to have happy customers. That, that's my goal. My goal is not to have customers that are unhappy with us, that want to leave us. And, you know, unfortunately, I, I've had to make phone calls. I had to make a phone call actually last month. To a customer, we ran through uh, their first month of pay-per-click marketing, and you know what? The conversion rates weren't there for them. And I had to say, you know what? This is not um, a viable source of marketing for you. We should stop. And and you know, it was a myself and that customer. Well, we're, we're not good friends necessarily. If we saw each other on the street, we'd smile, say hi, ask each other how he's doing because it works well. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. So when you do go in to make a sale, it's almost always, I assume, you or your partner, your wife, or maybe somebody who's working with you. Um, and you do talk about the fact that, you know, if we don't work out, you fire us. So the hourly charge works real well for you. And how else do you, I mean, what else are your unique selling propositions? Or do you find that one doesn't have enough competition walking in and shaking hands, that that in itself is uh, giving you an edge in your ability to sell. So I, I think uh, the, the other really unique selling proposition is that we're, we're real people, uh, that when I'm going out there selling, typically I'm the one that's helping someone set up their, their AdWords account and running their campaign, and I'm not just a salesperson. Uh, I think that there's a lot of, uh, I want to say, like tiered companies out there where they have a salesperson out there in the field, and their only job is to get a contract signed and nothing else. Sounds good. Um, you, you sent me a little note about an auto repair shop. Tell me a little more about that and uh, junk removal and so on. Tell me more. Yeah, so uh, you know, one of our, our, our best success stories is we were working with a, an automotive repair shop, and uh, they said that after you know, September 11th, um, the, the horrible you know, uh, terrorist attack on our country back in 2001, that their business just began to drop off, and they, they worked on Japanese cars. And, and you know what? I, I thought about it, and there were the same number of Japanese cars on the road on September 12th as there were on September 10th of that year. And But they viewed their decline in business based entirely on the, the terrorist attacks. What really happened was between 1999 and about 2002, people quit using phone books. And this company had blamed the decline in their business on, on the on political event, yes. Yeah. Interesting. In reality, it wasn't about that. It was, it was specifically about the fact that they hadn't kept up with the marketing trends. Mm-hmm. Okay. And were you able to turn them around? Absolutely. We, we had great success. But they didn't have a website. We got them a website. We got them. They show up on the first page in, in their local city for automotive repair. Um, and, and it works so well for them because now they have customers that are coming in on a regular basis. Fantastic. And tell me about the junk removal folks. So we were working with a junk removal company, and this is the one with the, they had the, the relationship with Dex, and they were paying uh, Dex uh, some fee, monthly fee, for search engine optimization. 
Um, they, they liked their deck salesperson, so they wanted us to try to call them and, and find some way to work together. So we did. We called decks. And, and that's when they actually said, oh, you know SEO. It's just a black hole where they throw the money. And, uh, and the story it was so surprising because there's, it's not a black hole, right? I mean, you, you can actually affect change. Um, and, and they were just collecting the money and not doing anything for it. Hmm. Amazing stuff. All right, we're going to take a break here, and when we come back, we're going to wrap up and uh, just talk about a little bit about, again, the things that you're looking forward to in the future, um, the stuff that really makes a difference in the growth and the robustness of your startup. This is Jillian Music with Jonathan today at CEO Coach. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. As you know, being an expert at f- <gasps> What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh! Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. Laura Callow from SEM Insight. Webcology. What has come through about the search marketing community? Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. 85% think that search marketing is going to cruise through this current economic crisis without too much trouble. Live broadcast Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. What I do find of interest is that about 20% of people kind of fell into search marketing completely by accident. They never planned on being a search engine optimizer. They weren't involved in web marketing or web development at all. They just sort of stumbled into it by accident. Only on webmasterradio.fm. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back to the final portion of the show. So, Jonathan, did you hear that ad just now? They said most people um, fall into SEO. Since that is what you do, uh, did you just fall in or did you actually study something in marketing? I'm just curious. So I have a degree in uh, in finance, actually, with a minor in marketing from University of Washington. Uh, but I would say at least it was a minor in marketing. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I definitely fell into SEO. Uh, uh, it was yeah. something that that I kind of came across accidentally and really found a passion for. Yep. That's how most of us do, I think. So in this final portion, I want to talk about selling. As a small business, again, I understand that it's an SEO and so on, but it kind of relates to small consultancies all over the world and in all sectors and all sectors of the world. Whatever it is, you've got to get out there and sell an idea. 
whether it's, uh, again, a product you're going to sell PPC and that is yours or somebody else's. In this case, it belongs to Google or to Bing and so on. Uh, but you've got to get out there and you have to sell that you are the right guy to make this thing happen. So as you get in for a sales process, what is your process to make sure that when you walk out the door, you've got the deal? Yeah, you know, I think it's different for every customer. Um, we, I think diligence is, is very, very important. Follow-up, diligence, uh, connecting with them on a personal level. When I uh, first made the decision to move from our basement to an office, I hired a salesperson who was a phenomenal, by-the-book salesperson. He knew how to close. He knew how to do all that. And he, unfortunately, he failed horribly because he didn't know the product. He didn't know the services. He, he came from a different industry, was a fabulous salesperson, and couldn't make it happen. And so I think what is ultimately key is that the, the client or the consumer or the prospect has ultimate confidence that you can meet their needs. And, and it's not that, that the product can meet their needs because they can get the product from somebody else, but that you can meet their needs. And that's what's ultimately important on the sales call. I would agree. Uh, it's about selling yourself first, regardless of the consultancy that you have. And as a small business, we all begin, if you will, in that image of consultancy. People will buy from people first, and everything else comes second. We're going to wrap up here at CEO Coach. Um, just tell me, how can folks reach you if they do happen to be in Seattle and West Seattle and that sort of thing? Because you've been generous with your time. So just in case folks are listening in this area, how do they reach you, Jonathan? Absolutely. So they can find us on the web at coolbluelogo.com or they can reach me via email. Logo. Coolbluelogo or Mm. via email at jonathan at coolbluelogo.com. Excellent. And Jonathan is a J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N? That's correct. All right. Jonathan at coolbluelogo.com. It's been a pleasure chatting with you and finding out what it is that makes you tick, makes you grow. And we appreciate your sharing things like finances right here on the show with us. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. Don't forget to download the show at webmasterradio.fm or through iTunes. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 